Ladies, what's shaking? Fellas, what's popping? It's your boy, Flaw 700. Welcome back to the 700 Block Podcast. And this week, I have a returning guest. I think he might be the first returning guest. For those that remember the 700 Block from uh, back in the day, like a year or two ago, I launched this baby a while ago. But my boy AJ from What We Gonna Do Podcast is on the block with me. AJ, what's going on, my brother? Oh, what's up, man? I'm just glad to be back, man. We got this quarantine shit going on, man. I'm just glad to be back with you, bro. I'm chilling in the crib with my mask on. I'm about to step outside. Do you mind if I step outside, though? Might be a little noisy. Got the kids playing. Is that cool with you? What's up? All right. Um, tell tell the people where you're from, though. Tell the people a little bit about yourself and where you're from before we get started. All right, so look, I done known Flow, you know, for, you know, going, going way, way back. You Absolutely. know what I mean? From uh, the SoundCloud days. Mm-hmm. But my name's AJ. I got the Jesse Dogs podcast. I think I've been in the game probably since about 2016, 2017, something like that or whatever. Um, I talk about a little bit of everything, sports, relationships, music, politics, a little bit of everything under the sun, but it's really about the elephants in the room, the things that we are aware of, but most of the time we don't want to talk about in front of company. I want to talk about it in front of everybody because too many of us share uh, the same experiences not to be talking to each other or whatever. But uh, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm... I'm back, bro. <laughs> Before we get into what we're going to get into, I just want to let you know, in the era of clickbait, I stopped clicking on things. I stopped reading things. Like, I still read books, but I stopped reading. I stopped reading things. I stopped clicking things. I stopped paying attention to things because I don't know what's real or not. So I will turn into the What We Gonna Do podcast to get the scoop on what's going on out there for us politically, as far as just in the community. So I look for your podcast for that. Because like I said, so many people be saying so many things and you click on it and it's not really that. I, like I hate clickbait. So that's what the uh, What We Gonna Do podcast do for me. Yeah, man. If I want to know what's going on in the yeah. world, I click on What We Gonna Do podcast. That's what's up, man. I look. I hope other people do the same thing, man. I'm, I'm just glad to be a different type of book. You know, yeah. a lot of things going on. And uh, we, we can talk about the fun shit all day. We can talk about the cool shit. We can talk about Megan the Stallion shaking her ass. We can talk about Tory Lanez and quarantine radio all day. But we also got to talk about the other stuff that's going on in our houses, with our kids, our relationships with our parents, our relationships with our significant others, uh, the school system. We got to hit everything. You know what I mean? I think balance is important. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I wanted to have this podcast with you to talk about marriage. And you're a married man, correct? Man, I feel like I'm a a, a veteran, like a, a sergeant or something. You know what I mean? I've been in this almost 11 years now. Married for almost 11 years. How old are you? I'm 32. I'll be 33 this year. Do the math, people. This man got married when most of us was thinking it's too young to do it. I'm not ready. Your parents, your grandparents, he's a baby. She's a baby. You know the language. You know how that go. So before we get into, you know, you being married, I want to go back before you were married into your thinking process. Were you the guy who was okay? We're in love. Let's get married. Or were you the guy? My parents are married, so I got to get married. Or were you the guy? You're expecting. We're we're expecting a child, so let's get married. Break down the mentality of hey, this is it for a young man such as you. All right. So uh, definitely the last two. Nah, that's not the case, man. No, no baby on the way. Uh, we didn't have my daughter until what. I think five years into the marriage or something like this. So we did the whole, you know, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby and the baby kids. A lot of people consider us to be the uh, example, but I consider us to be the exception. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, nah, my parents, man, they, they uh, I think they got, let's see, uh, my dad got married to my stepmom. I think that might have been his 
only marriage or whatever. He did not marry my mom. So I wasn't raised in a household where I saw marriage as an institution. My, my grandmother wasn't married. My other grandmother, she had been divorced. And my friend's parents were divorced. Like I come from a community of, uh, you know, separated homes where one person is over here, one person is over here, and the child has to go back and forth between the different households. So it was never something I looked up to. I always wanted like a, a high school sweetheart, a college sweetheart, middle school sweetheart, and I, I talked about that on, on my show. Like that was something that naturally I wanted. Like I wanted, I guess because maybe I didn't see it, I wanted that one person that I could share everything with, that I could be everything with, but I could never find that person or whatever. Right. Um, so the marriage thing still was not, it was not in there. You know what I mean? But the idea of finding a person was in there and, and being with them forever was in there, but I didn't think about marriage up until college. Um, you know what I mean? And, and, and really, it was just the, the idea of marriage. Like, okay, maybe I could get married. You know what I mean? Because I really... I just didn't think about it. It just, I had to take care of the first part first. Like I got to find the one first mm. and then I'll get to the, I never could get to that next thing because I, I, I just didn't have that for anybody. But, and I met my, I met my wife after taking about a year uh, off of just women. Like I, you know, not like a celebrity type of thing, but I pretty much said, I'm just going to focus on me and I'm going to chill. Like, I'm not going to be out here chasing pussy, chasing ass and chasing. Like, I'm not, I'm going to just chill and see what comes to me. Like, I'm just going to let things happen organically and I'm not going to force the issue. Like, I'm not going to put pressure on myself as a man to have whatever, you know what I mean, that, that society would expect you to have. They either expect you to have a harem or, or bitches or you need to have a wife. And I, I had neither one at the time. And so, um, took the time off, had time, you know, and, and, and in that period of time, man, I found this woman and I, something, it was just a feeling. I was like, she's the one. I know I'm kind of going ahead a little bit, but I'm no. putting it, trying to put it into perspective. Right. And, um, it literally happened after I met her. Like the, the whole thing of marriage can be real happened after I met her because I'm like this the one I had finally found the one and I'm like oh I could do this marriage thing and if she wants to do it with me then we can do it mm -hmm. so you my brain started twit a turning when you um talk, told me about you know how you, you sound very mature you sounded very mature for a young man were, were you getting that a lot because I know I was getting praises as a young man about how mature I was I just couldn't live up to it because I, I I presented myself as being mature and ready for the world. But when I had my hands around the world, the ball would drop. So how did how did you know or how did you live up to the hype of being a young man who was mature? Because I know they was calling you that at a young age. Man, you know what's so funny, man? I'm an old soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that's, that's been my whole life. Like I'm an old soul, but I literally went through my motions. Like I do have to go up fast. So my, um, my emotional awareness was different out of other people. Like it was harder and my, my, you know, uh, 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 just common sense was different than a lot of other kids because I had to go up a lot faster and just had different experiences. People dying when I was in elementary school and gun violence and stuff like that and, and seeing a lot of stuff when I was young and so being exposed to that I was always kind of in a lane of my own but at the same time I was I acted my age too so it's so funny that I literally did both I, I know times where I'm in the skating rink and I'm fighting in the damn southwest skating rink in Little Rock or whatever and then at the same time I got a 4.0 my senior year, you know what I mean? Like the, the entire year, I had a four, I, I think I graduated with like a 4.2, 4.3 or something like that. You know what I mean? So, but I still, so it was like I was mature over here, but at the same time, I was still kind of like a knucklehead and immature and 17 and 16 and this, and, and that happened even into college. It's like, yeah, I'm mature, 
but I'm still like a young, naive college student. I shouldn't have took this early bird class. I'm, I'm tired. I, I tried to get a job, but I wanted a little bit of money. I wanted to flash, and this I can't do homework. So it was always, you know, it's, it's funny because I never thought about it until you said it, but I've always kind of had a, a balance. You yeah, know what I, mean? so I was just I about to get got, there. A balance, yeah. I, I never got I never got too full of myself, you know what I mean, mm. when it comes to that maturity stuff, man, okay. because I would always tell people, I'm just like y'all, man. It's, it's just a matter of I look at stuff differently because I got to live. I done seen too many people from my neighborhood die, and I can't just be another statistic. So there was always something that stopped me from really, like, not not from doing too much on one side. I, you know, I right. had to eventually learn I can't have one foot in the street and one foot over here. I had to get both, you know, get out the street or whatever. But um, I wanted to live, man. That was, that was like a, you know, a big thing. You know, I, I might be saying too much, but I mean, hopefully that, that kind of answered it, you know what I mean? I, I got that, but I was still young. I was still on Facebook. I mean, I was still on a Black Planet and doing, <laughs> you know, doing my little thing. Yeah. Uh, we, we were swapping women and, you know, like, I was still out doing stuff, going into, you know, looking houses and, and in high school when their mamas were gone and right. literally walking on the block at two, three in the morning in, in high school, like on some of the worst neighborhoods, like it was a regular day. So it was like I was still young and dumb, but at so, the same time I still moved a certain way. So you kinda answered my next question, right? Because you didn't fall for the hype. And I believe in like a fork in the road, right? Where you got people saying, man, you so mature. And then you hear that and you feel like you have to live up to it. You actually was like, nah, I'm just like you. So yeah, you was being doing your mature thing, which was actually, and you was also doing your immature thing, which gave you a balance. Cause I was going to also uh, piggyback off that by saying you had to grow up fast. And sometimes that backfires on people. Cause when you grow up too fast, you like, yo, I never had a childhood, you know? And so and I love Michael Jackson. Like he's just the first person that popped in my head to where he just had to be a man. So yeah, fast, the order he got, the more he wanted to play with toys because he just never was a kid. But you just explained to me that, you know, even though you was mature for your age, you still did the knuckleheaded things that I think we need. If you don't, they say everybody needs like a whole phase or whatever. You don't got to call it that, but you need that <laughs> immature phase. Because if you get with your, your partner or somebody that you happy with and that and something hits you, comes to mind, you're like, man, I just never lived. I never had a threesome. I never been to a party. I never got anything. It could haunt you and it can make you do something that you would regret. Another thing that you said that I thought was highly important because I wanted to get to that too. You took a break from girls at a young age because I was going to ask you, had, like, when did you, did you get your heart broken in high school? Because boy, oh boy, me, I got my heart broken when I was young and I let that thing simmer for years. You understand? Like, I, it took me, it took me well into my, Till I was older to actually be like, you know what? I can't be walking around mad at the world or mad that a girl from high school finally wants to talk to me after she gained 20, 30 pounds. You know, it was just like, no, you can't hold grudges with people. But you was on some, listen, I took a break. I got my mind right. And that's mature, my, my good boy. Because who's doing that at that age? The hormones is running wild. How did you know? How did you know to take that route? I'm real observant, man. Like I just, I just watch what's going on around me, and I encourage some of my homeboys to do the same thing. You know what I mean? Just for clarity of, of purpose, clarity of self. Like, you know, like we got more important things to like take care of, man. And, and it felt so good to be able to go out to the club with my homeboys and not be thinking about I got to get this many numbers, I got to dance with this many, I got to get some head at the end of the night, I got to get some pussy at the end of the night. Like, it felt good to just be able to hang with my nigga. Like, that was the best shit ever to go out and just enjoy hanging with your boys with zero expectations. Now, we would still pull girls and this, that, and the third, but it was no pressure. And it was like a euphoria. Like, it was like I was at another level because women could not tempt me. You know what I mean? They, mm -hmm. they couldn't just get me off of my, my thing, get me off of my shit, you know what I mean? Because it was just like, I'm not even thinking about y'all. Like, you know, when, when niggas go to the club or whatever, they like, they going with intention. Right. You ain't going, you either going to fight, 
or you going to pull something. You're not just going just to go. You you going to see a, a, a concert. Like, you have a purpose. Uh, and it don't necessarily be hanging with your boys. You can do that when y'all playing on the, you know, playing basketball, playing the video game or some shit like that. When you go out, niggas saying, I'm trying to kill these niggas. I'm trying to jump clean. I'm trying to pull some bitches. I'm trying to get the most looks, whatever the case may be. And so for me to just be able to go out without all that pressure and still leave, like, women being attracted to me, it was kind of tripped out because it's like, damn, I've been doing this shit the wrong way. Like, I've been putting too much on myself. And it was a lot smoother and, and shit worked out a lot better. Yeah. Women coming to me, to be honest. You know what I mean? Just once I took that step back, everything that I was going out to get was, was coming back to me. Well, so I want to clarify something. Okay. When, when you said my childhood and, and just um, me having a childhood being immature, I forced it. And I realized that once I got married, like I forced myself to do certain stuff just to experience it. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, like I've always told my homeboys, you know what I mean? Um, you know, they say you, you know better, you do better. But I always feel like that's kind of like the exception to the rule. There's a difference between being dumb and being ignorant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. one of them is a choice. Like, one of them is you choosing to go out and be reckless and you know better. You know not to cuss. You know not to be in this neighborhood. You know not to wear these colors. And you're like, fuck it. I'm going to, you know, like, I'm going to test the water. Like, I'm going to do it anyway just to see what happened or whatever. Just not, a, you know, so I was kind of like that kid that still wanted to do some of that stuff. And I was always a leader. So I always, like, chose to do that. I could have not did that stuff, but I, I chose to do it. And when you talked about, did I get my heart broken? I didn't get my heart broken in the same way that you did. I got my heart broken by shit not panning out. Mm. So it wasn't like a girl, you know, hypothetically, like it wasn't like somebody cheated or did this or did that. It was more so like, damn, I'm tired of getting into these relationships, putting my energy into talking to these different girls and shit not working out. Like she's not the one. Like this is not the end all be all. That was my thing. It was like, damn, you not in it the same way that I'm in it and then we out of it and I'm I gotta start this shit all over again like that's one thing I didn't like and I talk to people now just about the dating and just like I did not like to date man you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I, I like to talk to females and let me clarify because I know people say date different words whatever whatever dating to me when I, when I say I didn't like that it was more so like look it's cool talking to a million girls. Like, all right, that's fun. That's cool. You got bragging rights. I just wanted a girlfriend. That's the part. It's like, I I, I wanted a girlfriend more than I wanted to be talking to a bunch of girls. So that's the, so let me that ask you this. what happened to me. Are you saying, yeah. let's make it official and we get to know each other on the fly? Or are you saying, like, okay, we dating, but let's speed this up. Like, one or two dates, what we gonna do? No, 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 no. It, it wasn't like that either. It was just, um, I would say neither. I guess, okay. I guess, let me let me say it like that. I would say neither. We, you know, whatever. I mean, I guess you, you, you know, you still do the friend stuff. You still do this. It was just like I. Um, it was basically something always happened. The daddy got involved and was like, "Nah, you can't." Or the or the religion got involved and AJ, you not a Christian and. You know, it was always something. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, yeah, I got to do this. I got to I gotta start back over again. Now I got to find another one because this shit didn't work out. So, like, it was always something why it didn't work out. One but thing, you know. One thing I hated about dating was meeting the family. Like, that that guy, fresh face at the family event, the cookout and stuff. That's the, yeah, that's the part I hate. I, I don't like that. No, I didn't. I always wanted to get that out the way, man. Yeah. That's that's, the, because, like you say, because there's so much energy around that and, 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 and the impression, I'm like, yo, let's get this shit out the way. Like, you know what I mean? So we can move on to, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like so y'all see me. Because that's the way I know it. Yeah, yeah. Like, y- y'all see me. Y'all know what it is. Let's just get this. I, but I just hate that first encounter, man. It's like, oh, because you were young. But can you imagine being in your mid-30s going on your 40s and so is she? And they've seen them come and go. And you just another face, another name. Oh, this ain't going to work. We don't believe in this. And you just like, yeah, I'm going to be here. I like your sister. I like your, I like your daughter. I like your cousin. But 
they've seen this already. They've seen this story. So the pressure is on us, oh, it's. <laughs> so I just, I'm not looking I, forward I can't to that. I even imagine. Man, I'm not looking I, forward I, I can't, to that. Bro, yeah. I, I thought about it because I feel for y'all. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 look, I, I, I feel for y'all, but you're right, man. It's, it's so funny talking to my single friends and just different people. And it's like there are experiences that I'm never going to have because I've been married. There's, there's just a period of time and, and different things that I'm never going to have. And so when I hear about it, it's like, yeah, you know, you, I mean, you right. And, and, but at the same time, I feel like it's a part of the game. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's a part of the game. You got to do that shit. But me, I'm like, let's get it the fuck out the way. Like, let's get the whole, oh, I'm going to go to church with you and all yeah. that shit. Oh, my like, let's God. Get this, let's get this shit out the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, we can, so we can move on instead of you sitting there waiting or you keep asking me, when you going to go to church? When you going to go to church? Like, that's, like, let's get this shit out the way. <laughs> yeah, all of that. Like, doing, doing, doing all the things you don't want to do because you're, you're dating you're trying to really get to know this person. That's out the window, though. Yeah. Like, my mom made me go to uh, church and stuff like that. So... Even though I got my beliefs And I've went on my own a few times I'm just not into people making me go anywhere So I'm not doing none of that yeah. And that's just going to be on the table Like when we start dating or we start talking Like listen, I'm not doing this, that, or the third So it is what it is with that Now <laughs> You're married So tell tell us the difference Because I hear married people say it all the time right? Like it's I don't want to say competitive or it's different Married people say it's different but what's the difference between being boyfriend and girlfriend and being married? Like, what changed with y'all when y'all got married? Did attitudes change? Did responsibilities change? Man, you know, every time somebody asks this question, I always wonder if they sincere. Like, if people really want to know the answer. Because there's, like, some bullshit answers. There's some joking type of answers. And then there's, like, a, like a real answer. I'm going to try to give you the, the real answer. You know what I mean? Um, so, personally, I'm, not, I'm probably going to speak generally, too, but personally, um, I went into my marriage with a 50-50 mentality, mm-hmm. uh, which is not how you should go into a marriage. I thought if I gave 50% and she gave 50%, we make 100 But that was wrong. Like, that, that was wrong, you know what I mean? It's really, I'm like, when you become one, you cleave together. And your one plus one equals one. Mm. So you got to bring your 100, they got to bring their 100. And I don't mean 100 as in perfect, but I mean that you are not just coming into it half-assed. Like, you have a different type of mentality. How you go into a marriage is so crucial and so important to the longevity of it and how you value it. We come from, I come from an upbringing of, I wasn't raised like where somebody taught me those values and those morals. This is why you be married. This is what it means biblically. And this is what it means. You know, I didn't have that foundation or whatever. I just had the foundation of, shit, you give me 50, I give you 50, we gonna be good. You make me happy. I like you. You like me for who I am. Cool. That is not necessarily enough, and that's a naive mentality to have, but it's to be expected when you don't have the knowledge. You know what I mean? Like, when you didn't get that coming up. So there was no switch. There, there's no magical thing. Uh, just like they say in uh, the wood, I think, uh, uh, pussy is not the cure to, uh, no, no, that's man. Pussy is not the cure to promiscuity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it's not a trial to where you get married and now, everything is just fixed. Like, if this person has certain habits before y'all was married, oh, you get married, oh, that's fixed. This is the reality of it. Um, you look at this person and you say, can I deal with this person as they are if they never change? Mm. If they never change. If you can look at a person and you can agree with that, y'all probably can work. Chances are, things are going to get Worse before they get better. Like this, this is just the numbers are against us when it comes to that. Looks are gonna go down. Attitude, people get more comfortable. They gain weight. They do this, that, and third. There's like a thirty percent chance of you getting married and everything getting better. You happier. You making more money. The kids is happy. Y'all looking good. Y'all healthy. That's it can happen, but it's not likely. More likely than anything is stuff get worse. 
And then there's a percentage of, okay, stuff stay the same. She stay the same. She ain't changed nothing like that. Then the smaller percentage is everything gets better from there. So me and my wife, man, um, we grew up, you know, and, and I said this uh, on another podcast with, with my guy DJ up in Changing Subject, but we literally grew up together. So, like, I had anger issues. She had different issues. And over the years, um, we've had to learn those things because it's like you're trying to figure out how to grow individually, but now you also got to figure out how to grow collectively. And the collective is more important than the individual. But I, you know, like I said, I'm an old soul. I realized in the period of that time was that I still have to continue to develop. She still has to continue to develop. We can't neglect that while we're trying to work on each other's shit or work towards each other. We still got to work uh, independently. So that's, that's, you know, like I said, I, I, I can say so much about that, right. man, but um, it, it is, you know, it, it's, it's just one of those things to where it's like, man, um, it's more than just paperwork. You know, I know some people just how it's just a government thing. It's just this and that. And that just depends on your values and what you put into it, man. I, I, I'm kind of like a one and done. Like, if this shit don't work out, I never do this shit again or whatever. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. So, you know what I mean? But but that's, that's, <laughs> uh, look, look, we on the block. Absolutely. I wasn't supposed to say that. But, um, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's kind of my mentality is like, yo, this shit is not, it's not easy. It's not a cakewalk. Like, literally, you do life together. And you know how selfless you have to be to literally take into account somebody else's life for the rest of your life and then add a child and then add another child? Mm. That's a lie. I like where you went with that, right? Because too often I've experienced it where people think that when you go to the next level of a relationship, you automatically supposed to change. I've known people, I've been around people who's, who've done things and thought that this would change somebody. Now, when you get, when some people get for the better, huh? For, for the better, right? It's never for the worse. For the better, right. right? That's why I was saying I'm glad you said for the worse because people think, well, now that we marry, he or she's going to stop doing that thing. Now that I, you know, I named a kid after that, after him or her, you're going to love me. Now that I've, you know, done this and done that, this person's going to change. Like they always think that a next level means better when it doesn't. And if you actually, and like I said, I like what you said. That if this person doesn't change, could I live with it? If the answer is yes, then it is what it is. But if this person is not going to change, because that's what we—that's what a lot of people go into relationships and marriage thinking. Eventually, this person is going to change. I'm banking that you change. I hope that you change. I pray that you change because I can't live with you like this for the rest of my life. That's what a lot of people is going through. But the way you painted it is perfect and i hope that somebody if not everybody can take something from that that's not married or if you are married and um um going through some things and you don't know how to get out of it understand this is it's supposed to get bad it's not supposed to get better if it does get better it's just, the percentage is low it's a higher percentage that things will get worse but who thinks like that who thinks that listen babe after we get married shit's really going to hit the fan <laughs> People aren't thinking like that, but it's the honeymoon period. Everybody mm. like the honeymoon shit. They, they, everybody like the white picket fence, the 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 whatever the boy and the girl. You know that's the perfect. I get a boy, I get it. Everybody like the 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 best shit. We gonna we gonna combine our money and da 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 till a nigga lose his job. Like everything is so like good. Nobody accounts for bad shit happening. Like that's reality. That is a fact, and. I'm listen. I'm learning a lot off this podcast. Like I know I already. For me, here's what I said to myself. Right when I was in my last relationship, and I might have told you about some things. Um, people will always tell me about love language, and I never got it. I never understood it. I did, but I was just like, yeah, whatever. I didn't really learn what my love language was until after my relationship was over, and. What sucks is I kind of guess 
I know what my ex love language is. And then I say to myself, man, had I would have known how she wanted to be loved, things might have been differently. Had I been able to explain to her, express to her how I want to be loved, she probably would have did it. But when you're just there, oh, you, you're, you're beautiful. I'm handsome. I'm not a troublemaker. I got a good job. You got a good job. But you see why people date? You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, well, we look good together. Let's do it. Not saying that was us, yeah. but that's what some people do. Yeah. We look good together. Let's do it. We don't like we, we don't even know how to love each other. But I said to myself, my next relationship, I want to know my partner's love language and I want to tell her mine. Also, I'm also now going to add on the fact that even though I know your love language, you know mine's. Things are still going to get worse. So I want to thank you for adding that on to me because that's just not something people think about. People don't want to get married and have a a, um, a downward spiral. That's not how people think. Well, that's that's wisdom on your part. That's applying wisdom. Mm. You you should when you know better, you should do better. When right. you got more information, you you should apply it. You should take that information and apply. You shouldn't just throw it away. So it's like. Having those conversations up front is important. That's why I say I like to get shit out the way. You know what I mean? So it's like, whether it's sex, what, what do you like? A porn, this, that, whatever. Like, let's, you know, let's put it out there. We we don't have to necessarily bear our soul and I, I killed somebody back in 90. Like, you ain't got to say everything because y'all not married. But there are important things y'all need to talk about. And, and that may be important. If you've been to jail, you went to jail for 10 years or whatever, you know, but you at least give that person an option or choice. Yeah. When you don't tell somebody something, you take away their choice, and the person that they like may not even be them. I, I had to learn that, like, literally, you know, like, dang, this, this is not all of me, but I got to take responsibility because I didn't even give you an opportunity to have a choice. You thought, oh, my husband, he ain't got no homegirls. He ain't got this in the third. And it's like, reality, shit, I got a bunch of homegirls. Like, yeah. we ain't never had sex. We ain't never had nothing. But I didn't even think to bring it up while we were dating because they was just like my niggas. So it's like, they was just like niggas to me. So I didn't even think about it. But to a woman, they could give a fuck about the niggas. They, they don't care. The niggas could be the worst niggas in the world. These niggas could be the biggest. They, could, they, they don't give a fuck. But if it's a woman... And she got a pussy. They like. I need to know about this person. Is that from men too? Like that's your brother, huh? Like that's your bro. Like that's who you hanging out with. Like, do do men do that? Because I think that each gender is in competition with each gender. You know what I'm saying? Like women. Like yeah. you got you got homegirls, and it's not that she don't trust Drew, and she don't trust the girls. And men, it's not that we don't trust our girls. We don't trust the men. So it's always going to be that vibe there. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't care how yeah. cool y'all are, how long y'all grew up together. You get some alcohol, a bad night, and emo- like it just be one of them days, one of them nights, and things can happen. Why? Because that's your homie. So Look, I'm, I'll am i say this, man. I'm a lot better with that now because I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm past that to an extent. But before I got married, that was one of my, that was on my list, my nigga. I said, my girl cannot have a male best friend. Even if she had the male best friend? No, when, when I don't met. give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a My, listen, and, and it's not to say you need to stop being friends with this person. I, we cannot be in a relationship. I will ask you that. Who is, is your best friend, a woman or a male? Because this is the thing. There are few good niggas and there are a lot of dirty niggas, a lot of dirty mackinac niggas. So you got the one nigga that he gonna be, he gonna keep with a hundred. And then you got another nigga that's gonna be the shoulder to crown, some sap mm. ass, lame ass nigga. What? So, so that was my whole thing about it. Was like, look, I don't care that you have male friends, but the, the quality and the type of nigga he is is very important to me because it's like if he gonna keep it real, cool. But if he gonna be sitting here. Like spitting shit into your ear and trying to get you because you really want whatever he got on your motors. I don't know, no. And same thing, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit there and be like, oh, I have a female best friend because, like I say, them two, them that that dynamic, damn near trumps you 
because you the new nigga. You know yeah. what I mean? Them people damn near trump you like parents and brothers and da 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 because you the new nigga. So it's like they will take their word because they're going to be sitting at the top. Don't have nigga with you. You know what I mean? I, I know that game. I be doing the same thing. Like, no, nigga, you don't know. Like, you don't know me. Like, bro, you can't, you can't just say that to her because she might believe you and you could be a hundred. 100,000% fucking wrong about me. Right. But you one of them types of niggas. <laughs> also, I'm trying to be that relationship you got with your male best friend. Like, that's how we'll flourish. If we have that in it, if we have that vibe, you know, like, so I mean, actually, I want that spot. You can't have another male best friend because that's going to be me. Depending on how you feel about that. I've had people tell me that, you know, they don't want their significant other to be their best friend, and some do. But everybody has their reason as to why they feel the way they feel. Now, in the year 2020, right, with the divorce rates skyrocketing, and ever since this COVID-19 hit, they say the divorce rates is skyrocketing. Like, people don't, married couples actually don't get along. You know, the husband or whoever's the breadwinner is used to working long hours, coming home, not spending time with the kids while the other parent is the one home, cooking and cleaning and taking care of the kids in the house. But now that everybody's forced to be inside, couples want divorce and they want them now. What are people doing wrong in 2020? Not saying that you have the answer, but like, what's your thoughts when you look out to the world and you like, look at these single peasants? <laughs> hey, that's fucking hilarious. He's single I, I love, do you want, do you want me to speak about the married people that want to be divorced or the single people that want to be married? Which one you want me want me to hit? Oh man, um, you, you can hit both because there's people who are afraid. I think that the ones that don't want to get married don't believe in the power of it. Don't believe in the positivity of it. They only see the negative. To me, because who doesn't want to be loved? Who doesn't want that? I don't agree that it, oh, if, like if you don't want to be married it's because you don't want to be married again or you don't believe that it's for you. So what do you say to just the people that in 2020 who don't want to do the marriage thing and for the married people who want out? Um, I can look. I can understand losing faith. Again, I come from a whole thing of like, damn, here I got to start over again. I got to start over again. I see the reality. Even though I've been married, even though everybody's like, man, you got it, man. You you married, man. You you got everything everybody wants, man. Um, I still can see why different things happen the way that they do. And that whole, this person want to be married, this person want to be divorced, that's that whole thing about fat people want to lose weight and skinny people want to gain weight. I think that shit is just going to be in the air. It's never going to go away. This damn uh, coronavirus is heightening that because you have people who have managed to stay in a relationship without actually having a relationship. Facts. When I say that, it's because these people, like you say, they had all this other shit occupying their time that was not their significant other. So they were able to maintain a relationship with just compartmentalizing the relationship. It was not the majority of their life or what they do. Now that you got to deal with that shit 24-7 head on, <laughs> plus you might have the, the kids and shit, you might be reevaluating some shit. You might be looking at some shit differently. You can't move the same. You can't just hit the club. You can't just hit the strip club. You can't just go hang out with your niggas. Like, you got to sit there and deal with the reality of your relationship. You know what I mean? So I feel like uh, whatever the, the fucking uh, roots are coming home, the roots or whatever the fuck they old people say or whatever, like... It's a lot of shit. The chickens coming home to roost. So it's shit that's kind of just lied in the dark that's just now coming back to the surface because this shit is putting a, a light back on everything. You know what I mean? And I, I hope, um, I would encourage those people to communicate because clearly there was a breakdown in communication and furthermore there was a breakdown in comprehension that's the that's what i'm understanding now is like comprehension is more important than communication you can talk all the fuck you want to but if that person don't understand you that don't mean shit 
You can y'all you, have to understand. You could be talking your heart out, man. You and you could be meaning the world. You be meaning the best for your family. If, if your partner does not comprehend what you're trying to say, <laughs> it goes for not. Boy, do I know that life? A hundred and ten percent. So, but that's the one thing for the married people, man. Is like, I don't. Money's not. You know, money ain't the. In my opinion, money ain't the root of all evil, man. Like. You can talk about money. You can, like I say, that comprehensive shit is so important. So it's like, I encourage those people. You really got to figure out how to understand each other. Whether that's the love language, languages or whatever the fuck it is, like, you got to figure out how can we understand each other or whatever. And niggas, married niggas, just talking to the married men and married women too. Y'all not fucking single no more. Too many people married still trying to live and act single right you should not be fucking married you you like you gotta let that shit go you can't keep hanging out with your single homeboys you can't keep moving like a single nigga that's not good man that's not that like that's not fair that's not fair to her you know what i mean that, that's not the same thing women you can't be sitting here trying to hang out with your girls and you don't take care of the fucking house you know what I mean? Like, you want to go look good and, and spend money and whatever because you got a good job and you ain't trying to take care of the fucking house. You know what I mean? You still living like you single, like you got your own fucking place. Like, baby, we live together. You know what I mean? Yes, I, I, I can do stuff. I can do this, but you can too. Like, don't don't just keep moving like this. And you see, I'm at the house taking out the fucking trash every day and I'm uh, putting oil, you know, oil changes and doing this and all you doing is looking good. Right. Um... So that's the, you know, like I said, that's the, that's the married folks or whatever. For the, for the single people, man, I, single people, and I will continue to say this because I learned it and it's so important. Single people have the greatest choice in the world because you all have the opportunity to choose. Us people that's already married, we would have to literally get divorced, use whatever knowledge we have and do this shit again. Y'all doing it for the first time. And that is something that y'all should take value in. I've talked about, you know, like I said, man, I've been just doing some thinking, but we would do more due diligence in buying a car than the woman that we married. We'll ask the motherfucker to give us a better way to get the gap, to get this, do this, get the rims, get an upgrade, get the S-Class, get whatever. On a car, we'll do that. We'll bet a car. We'll go the loan, the finance, we'll do all this shit for a car. Mm. We'll look at different cars, go to different dealerships. With women, we don't do that shit. We find the most basic shit and we just move forward. Mm. We just we, we just move forward. So you got to do your due diligence in choosing because guess what? When you do choose, just like you talked about earlier, I got to hold the L too. Like we both, it's not just her fault. Right. I don't care what no nigga say. Is you have a responsibility because guess what? You chose that woman just like she chose you. This ain't no fucking... Uh, designed marriages or whatever where, where they're coordinated and they putting us together and we have to get married. You made a choice. And you got it. You, you made your bed. You got to lie in it. That's a fact. I stand on that. Like no matter what went wrong in any of my friendships or whatever, I'm going to worry about what I did. Not saying that I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Forget what was done to me, but I also need to work on me. So, I'm not just going to be like, man, my ex did this, my ex said that. I just want somebody to do different. No, I'm going to make some moves myself. It's, it's, it's always us. It's always going to be that. Like, I don't care what they did. Yeah, and look, it's, man, nothing is perfect. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But if you, if you think, if you, not perfect is, is not, that shit don't exist. Get that shit out your mind. The white picket fence, throw all that shit out. Uh, throw the bath on out with the, with the baby or whatever. Um, take your time. You know what I mean. And this is not like people. Remember how they used to say, um, like I say, uh, you know, friends before lovers. Right. People don't do that shit no more. People be lovers before they friends. Right. Right. Exactly. You I know agree. what I mean. So it's like if we can, if you can at least consider that, like we should be, we should be friends. You know what I mean. We can be friends and lovers and friends, but we shouldn't be lovers. Before we friends necessarily, man, because we starting shit backwards, and you can go into your marriage the same fucking way backwards. So I tell people, try to go into your marriage the best way you can. Don't sit here like you arguing 
and y'all like, well, we already told everybody we get married and we doing this and, and this is the date and, and I can't push it back. The way you go into your marriage is going to shape your marriage. So if you have a choice to make it better before you get into that agreement, do that. Mm. Whether it's counseling, whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? Whatever it is. I didn't get to do a lot of shit. You mentioned it earlier. I want to touch on it. There's a lot of fantasies I did not get to do. I had a chance to smash some twins. That got fucked up. My nigga in high school fucked up trying to get in a relationship with one of the twins. Mm. Oh, man. I had some other little fantasies that... <laughs> I had to, I had some other little fantasies that I wanted to get out my sister. I had to about five years into the marriage I said, Yep, it's a wrap. It's over. I had to let it go up. Like it's like I might as well cut up I gotta cut up my card and turn the turn the playing card back in. I say five years being funny, but that like I had to really like let that shit go. Not that I was like holding on to it so tight. But it was just like, damn, I ain't never gonna get to have these fantasies. I kind of threw my my uh, cause I never had it. I never been in a threesome, but I've come to the conclusion was like, nah, man, I don't, know. I don't cut that out. Like maybe it just ain't for me. Don't you? You kind of start making excuses or not making excuses, but trying to like paint a, <laughs> paint a bad picture. Like man, it, it don't look fun anyway. Like you know what I mean, like because it takes <laughs> it takes so much for that to actually work not all threesomes or orgies are the funnest things in the world you can have it and it can be trash you just it's still you still got to find the right set of people to make it work so sometimes yeah so I, I just be like ah this ain't for me and it, and and it, it's just a smoother transition instead of saying nah I need this before I get in a relationship or nah my girl going to have to do this with me like nah 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 be realistic with yourself. If it's not in the cars for you, it's not in the cars for you. That's some, that's some bucket list type shit. You know, everybody got different bucket lists. You know what I mean? So yeah. if, if, if uh, you know what I mean, like you say, if you feel like I right, let me go ahead and just strike this one out. You know what I mean? I think that's what it is. You know what I mean? I think we got we got to baby. We got to like we got to let some of that go. <laughs> It's been, it's been too many years It ain't happened Right Fuck it I'm Exactly on. <laughs> I'm moving on Like when I was younger Like but now It's just like You know what I'm good off that But listen right <laughs> We had us a dope conversation Right that was, that was a fire conversation I learned some things I took my notes And I hope that Y'all took some notes as well But I want to get to the segments Right The block is hot Talk to me AJ You know You know what this segment is about you want to start it off or do you want me to start it off? Well, first of all, let me tell the people, the block is hot. You know what? I want to start with a get off the corner because my get off the corner goes until my block is hot. So we're going to start off with a get off the corner. The get off the corner is we kicking somebody we kicking somebody off the block because they foul. They no good. They ain't doing right. If you want me to start, I start. Look, look, nah, I, I can start, you know what I mean? I, look, I'm, I'm ready. It's, it's been a long time, but I'm ready. Who are you kicking so, off the block, fam? The baby got to get off the block. The who? The baby? The baby. Oh. <laughs> the baby got to get off the block to blame it on baby. That's his latest album. Mm. Fans been asking this nigga to switch up the flow. Now they asking this nigga to switch it back. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? They asking this nigga to switch it back. Artist development, and I said this on Twitter, artist development is still relevant. You have these people that are flowing up too soon. They still don't even know their own sound. So everything that they're doing is experimental. A lot of this shit would have just been mixtapes and, and solo like songs. They wouldn't even went to no albums or nothing. But because of this era that we in and streaming, everybody's putting out albums or whatever. So literally, this nigga went from being the hottest nigga to the coldest nigga and literally over a year, people not feeling the album. This nigga singing. I don't know if he's serious or not. He, he switched the slow. You know, he, he tried some different things, and people ain't fucking with it. I listen to the whole thing, and I say, this is trash. So, baby, the baby, he got to get the fuck off the block. Yeah, when, because I'm still an old head when it comes to the music. So, when the baby dropped previously, he had the world in his hands like the baby the baby the baby yep. so when i heard he was dropping a new record the first thing i heard was the baby got a new album coming out on friday and i'm like huh 
where's the songs where's the singles is he like what's like what is this like this is not how you do this is not how you capitalize off being one of the number one rappers in the world this is just not how you do it was a disaster i'm still confused at how i'm still confused at how these younger artists these newer artists are are presenting themselves to the world because the album for it for, for it to drop like that it's telling me something like there needs to be some money there needs to be some more shows is yeah. the show money drying up so when we complain about albums i think we got to understand that these artists aren't really making albums no more like they want like a playlist or just give them out of out of 15 songs or whatever how many is on the album give me two that i can just get money for playing at a club or something and i think that's all they care about that's why they continue to keep putting out bodies of work they don't really care about a body of work Yep. <sighs> ain't, ain't no A and R. Look, ain't no A and R. Ain't no clearing house to like, like I say, guys these dudes for real or whatever. They managers don't. They they managers ain't ain't even like legit managers necessarily or whatever. And uh, so it, so that's fun. Honorable mention. I forgot this. I got to say this. Okay. Ashanti. What? She got to get off the fucking court. She got to get off the block. She got to get off the corner because look. He got a song on there called Nasty with Samples Baby. She should have never redid that song and let that nigga get that song. I was like, I say, you know, this may be Miss Ashanti old shit. And he got Megan Stallion on it too. I said, Ashanti, you should have said no to this shit. So that's, I'm sorry. That's how I feel. <laughs> she got to get off the corners. She got to get off the block too. Man, I'm going to go your route on this. I'm going to go some what we going to do. I'm kicking the Republican governors off the block, man. Not saying that they belong there. They was never welcome here in the first place. But boy, oh boy, especially the uh, Georgia governor, man, to want to open up barbershops, nail salons, and other businesses run by majority minorities, and then open up all other businesses later on down the line using us as test guinea pigs is sickening, fam. Um, it's 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 ridiculous, and they, they they still want you to use the six feet rule. But how do you do that at a barbershop? How do you do that at a nail salon? You're all up on each other. It's impossible to happen. But they want to use us as test subjects. You know, to me, I think that once the numbers came out about how it's affecting poor people, which you know all races have their group of poor people. But when you look at Chicago, and then Chicago makes up 30% of the population, but most of black people in Chicago got the coronavirus, I think that they kind of on some like, okay, well, as long as we got insurance, as long as we got medic, whatever they got, they're good, you know? So I'm kicking the governors off the block. We know what they're doing. We know that 45 is using this as a rally to get more votes. He just only cares about the people that like him and he's want to do for them because he just wants he just want people to like him. that's all so i'm kicking them off the block man they gotta go stay home fam if you ain't gotta go somewhere stay home man they're using this as tests as uh guinea pigs fam barbershops and nail salons come on like 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 th think about it though real quick the people that's marching by open up the country they don't own barbershops they don't own nail salons. So, what are you doing? Why are you... Why, whatever, fam. Pissing me off just thinking about it. I heard you, I heard you talk about it. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, they Rosa Parks right now, right? That's what... That's what and that's and that's they're... What they, yeah, they're calling them Rosa Parks because they're standing up for what they believe in because their rights... It's 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 ugly out there, fam. It's ugly. It ain't... It, it ain't... It's ugly out there, man, and I, and I can't get over it because, listen, I play video games, and one of the video games I play, they wear a mask, and you walk around shooting people, but and we look like them. I can't go into no yeah. store without a mask on. I, I'm driving around with mask on. That used to be a mm -hmm. sign of no-no, like, oh, we got a mask on. It's about to go down. People don't understand yeah. how we feel because we're from that era. We're from that area. Yep. They have a mask on. That don't mean nothing good. Now we all have masks on. How do you expect me to process yep. that? It's crazy. And let's get to the. I'll do it. Huh? 
I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that was dope. I just want I just want to let you get your shit off. I'm glad you. I tried. I was like, I'm gonna not go political. I told myself, I said, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna do something different. I'm so I'm glad you called that out, man. I couldn't help it, fam. I can't help it. Nuts out there. So, man, the block is hot. I want to go first on this one because it's a spinoff of who I kicked off the block. I kicked off the corner. Killer Mike. Block is hot for Killer Mike, who owns a few barbershops in Georgia. And he says he's not opening his shops. Hooray for Killer Mike. He's not opening no shops. I don't know until when, until further notice, but you're not going to use him and his employees as test guinea pigs. And that's all I got to say about that. Shout out to Killer Mike for standing up and doing what's right. You know, that's, hey, that's dope. It's responsible, man. I, I saw that, and even for some of these other people, like I think somebody recently posted, uh, they Jim sent out an email saying that they're not opening back up, and I, I think that's responsible, man. I think that's smart. Right. Um, and, I'm, you know, I, I appreciate him doing that. I mean, and I think he's still paying his employees, and I know he's been doing some other stuff. So, Killer Mike, you know what I mean? Definitely salute for that. Right. See, um, my own man... Look, you know what I mean? Uh, the black is hot. Um, I want to shout out Diddy first. I want to I wanna shout out Diddy first. I actually got a full one, but I at least want to give Diddy a mention. So Diddy did the whole dance-a-thon or whatever. I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if you got on there and checked it out or heard about it. You know, it's like some of the videos and stuff, you know, stuff like that. Not the negative stuff, not the stuff with Lizzo and, and, and all that. Is. The positive stuff. I don't know necessarily, uh, you know, everything that went into it, but I felt like that was right up his lane and he was the perfect person to do something like that. You know what I mean? And the fact that he got out there with his family, I saw Ludacris family on there. I saw uh, uh, Adriana Lima. I saw some other families on there. So I thought that that was pretty dope, you know what I mean? Him, him getting out there and doing that for whatever reason. I don't know how much he raised and all of that. But I thought just the fact that he used his platform to, to dance, which is something Diddy is known for, I thought that that was pretty cool. Who I really want to say the block is hot for is Andrew Yang and Stacey Abrams. So you may not have heard about this. This just came out basically a couple of days ago. But Project 100 is a new effort um, to basically send $1,000 in cash directly to $100,000 economically vulnerable families in the U.S. Uh, they're trying to do it as fast as possible. They've already raised, I believe, $55 million, and they're trying to get over $100 million. I thought that that was super dope. They already got people uh, like Stephen Colbert. They got Google. You know, they already got people who've already put money in or whatever uh, from different funders. So I thought that, that was cool. You know what I mean? They said, uh, Andrew Yang, I know he did something for New York, but for him to get with Stacey, Stacey Abrams, and they got 100,000 other people in mind that they're going to do this for. I just wanted to send them a salute. And that's dope right there, man. What we can do when we work together. So, man, hey, that wraps up this episode, man. We actually had like a nice, lengthy conversation before the podcast even started. You know what I'm saying? We could talk all night. Yeah, look, look. I mean, I. I don't know about your time now. This this was dope, man. I feel like we didn't even get to say some stuff. You know, like I, I be trying to, you know, uh, uh, not go in too much. But it's like when I'm talking to you, I'm talking to another man. And I think we need to have these conversations between men. And I think people need to hear these conversations. And I don't think it needs to be any devil's advocate or us bullshit. Like we need to say how we feel um, so that people know, like, okay, I, like this is some real like food for, for for the soul or whatever. This is some stuff to take in or whatever. They not just on there just shooting the shit, kind of kick you know kicking it around or whatever. So this was dope. Absolutely, absolutely. And when you say there's some stuff we didn't touch on, it's always room for another episode. Time flies, so we can definitely sure. set something up for the future. Like because things is always happening, man. The world's always turning, so we can definitely set something up for another time. But this was. Yes, 700 block podcast my guest aj from the what we gonna do podcast what we gonna do podcast i'm gonna have the description and the notes in the 
in the description. So all you gotta do is click on the link and it take you right to this podcast. Um, you got any shout outs? Anything you want to say before we go? Look, visit me, Linktree forward slash What We Gonna Do Podcast. L I N K T R dot E E forward slash What We Gonna Do Podcast. I got merch. I got premium podcast episodes. Any guest features that I've done, everything, what we gonna do, you can find on my link tree or whatever. Other than that, like I say, man, just appreciative, you know, to share this time with your brother, and I'm definitely down, you know, whenever it come back around for another. Absolutely. And with that being said, we out.